what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another post Sixers win Twitter spaces. I'm Lauren Rosen and we said it yesterday. We hoped we'd be back today discussing another Sixers victory. The group got it done. Matt mentioned it. A road road back-to-back win-win for the 76ers. Matt Murphy, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning, Lauren, and hello to anyone where listening where it might not be morning. We know we get people from all over, but to anyone on the, the East Coast, a Sunday morning Sixers Twitter spaces, it's good to be back on consecutive days and that's not easy to do in the NBA with uh, a game in Toronto and a game in Chicago. I know you asked George Niang about it post-game against the Bulls. The 12th straight win for the Sixers over the Chicago Bulls dating back to April of 2019. The sixth straight for the team in Chicago. And of course, as Joel Embiid was walking off the floor counting on his fingers... He is 12-0 and in his career against the Chicago Bulls. A pretty impressive stat, no doubt, Matt, and a pretty impressive night from Joel Embiid, who, by the way, post-game did not love the way that he was playing. He did not love the two missed free throws at the end of the fourth quarter. If you know Joel, if you follow Joel, you know that that's something that he continues to beat himself up over. He says free throws are free for a reason. So, of course, then in turn, he had to come back and make them both plus one 
in that ultimate three that would go on to be the game winner for the 76ers. Um, Matt, should we go ahead and just jump straight into the box score this morning? I'm down, and perhaps we can get to a few more questions uh, towards the end um, as people get more involved and people join and all that. But I think starting with the box score is a great idea. Um, so guys, if you're new here, the best way to engage with this space for now, we say it all the time, we want to start having your voices on here. We're going to keep having player voices on here as well. Uh, yesterday, we were able to hear from Matisse Theibel, Tyrese Maxey. We're going to try to continue doing that as the season goes along. But for now, for today, a slightly shorter space as the team is getting on the road to head to Washington. Please send us your DMs. My DMs are open throughout this space as are Matt's. You can also comment on the Sixers uh, recent tweet that is about this space with your questions. You can go to the bottom right-hand corner on your mobile device if you're on mobile um, and click on that purple icon to contribute to the comments. So as I go through this box score, please, please, please send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your takes. We can talk about the Phillies before we get off here as well. We want to hear from you guys as much as possible, and that's the way to do it for today. So without further ado, the box score from last night's 114-109 victory over the Chicago Bulls. Joel Embiid led the way with 25 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Joel Shot nine for 15 from the field, one for two from three, six for nine from the free throw line in 32 minutes of play. No Sixer played more than 36 last night, which is a down tick, of course, because it's the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Doc Rivers has talked about wanting to give his starters a bit of a break, and they were able to do so last night. Got a little closer than they wanted to there at the end, and the starters uh, had to pull this one out. But still, the lower minutes we do like to see. So 32 minutes for Joel. Tobias Harris, 13 points, five rebounds, Three assists, a steal, and two blocks. Tobias shot very efficient. Four for six from the field. Three for four from the, th the three-point line. And two for two from the free throw line. James Harden finished with a 15-point, 11-assist double-double, plus six rebounds and two steals. James struggled from the field, but was 11 for 11 from the free throw line with some really clutch ones down the stretch. Tyrese Maxey struggled in foul trouble last night, but was able to make his impact late to be sure. 14 points, five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. P.J. Tucker rounding out the starting lineup, eight points, six rebounds, a perfect three for three from the field, two for two from three-point land. He also struggled with foul trouble, but was able then to get a little bit of a rest. It sounds like a silver lining, especially this early in the season, just 23 minutes for P.J. with that perfect shooting. Then you turn to the bench. George Niang, the bench leading scorer with his new season high, 15 points and three rebounds. George also had a very efficient night, six for eight from the field, three for four from three-point range in 18 minutes of play. DeAnthony Melton was the final double-digit scorer for the Sixers with 10 points, three rebounds, and four assists. Four for eight from the field, two for four from three-point territory. That was a lot, but it's because there were a lot of key contributors last night in Chicago. Matt Murphy, what are your biggest box score takeaways? I am going to go with the bench points being 39-24 in favor of the Sixers. Afterward, head coach Doc Rivers said that with that group or with those players, the ball is just moving more, it's moving better, and they're starting to score, and that the first few games that that wasn't the case so the the bench kind of turning it around and especially the play of Niang and Milton or Melton excuse me first time I've mixed them up so far this year and Shake Milton 
did play seven minutes in the game. But Melton, DeAnthony Melton with 10 and George Niang with 15. I, I've been so impressed with Niang. And I talked about this after the, the second Toronto game as well. It's not just the three-point shooting where he did make three on four attempts. It's both ends of the floor, his mobility, his defensive energy and intensity. And of course, you get that same type of thing from Melton, those same type of things. He made two threes. And on the defensive end, the the coaching staff and his teammates have praised DeAnthony just for active hands all season long. And one thing about Melton is it seems like he's never going to give up the ball. It seems like when he has the ball, he's so strong with it, even if he's diving for it or batting it away. It feels like his hands have glue on them. So I guess that's why we've heard so many of those types of comments in the preseason, uh, training camp preseason, and now at the start of the regular season. But Melton and then Niang, I think, were individually contributing to that 39-24 bench points advantage was my biggest takeaway. What about you? For me, it had to be weathering the storm and learning. After the game, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, George Niang, Tobias Harris, there was one common thread. It's not easy to win in the NBA ever. It's never easy to win on the second night of a back-to-back. It's never easy to win on the road. And none of those things are easy to do while you are a team that's still getting to know one another. The Sixers unashamed to admit that they don't love the way that the season started, but that they know they have work to do and they're looking forward to reaching a more complete product. Still in the early days of this season, the Sixers looking forward to getting to the place where they feel more confident heading into games, more confident about knowing each other's spots. But because they're not quite there yet, the fact that they were able to pull out a win last night when the Chicago Bulls erased a 19-point lead that the Sixers were able to garner there in the first half, that was the key takeaway from the players. So I'm going to just go ahead and copy off their test and give you that as my key takeaway, Matt. Weather, they weathered that storm on the road, still learning one another. And then, of course, the foul trouble as well, having to change up everything about those first half rotations, the minutes played. Tyrese Maxey shot out of a cannon, to use a Doc Rivers term, against Toronto two nights ago. They wanted to let him keep capitalizing on that momentum. And then he found himself in early foul trouble. And Doc postgame talked about the fact that that's a really good experience for Tyrese to have, understanding that players were going to come at him, attack him. Him, attack PJ when they both found themselves in foul trouble there in the third quarter and that of course was where the deficit was erased so it's all about learning for me learning one another weathering the storm and those new experiences too Matt I think an underrated part of these early games when Tyrese Maxey finds himself in foul trouble again down the stretch perhaps in the playoffs he can harken back to these experiences that he had early in this season with his teammates supporting him and the team proving to itself Tyrese proving to himself that they can find a way to through these tough scenarios. A few comments already that I've seen are about Tyrese Maxey. And some other guys picked him up, and later he played a big role in bouncing back from the foul trouble and contributing to, as you said, weathering the storm. But I thought Tobias Harris had some really good moments, especially in the first half again during this Bulls run and kind of keeping that advantage and keeping it at eight going to the locker room. And of course the bulls came out of the locker room very strong, but PJ Tucker with his makes from three, those were timely when Maxie was, was sitting, but a few people already 
mentioned something about Tyrese. Uh, Caden said, I'm only here for Maxi with a laughing emoji. Kylie said, Maxi is king. So even on a night where he's not leading the box score, his impact was still felt. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of the same about Tyrese's performance. And I think a lot of credit should go his way for finishing the game with 14 points because a lot of those baskets were at critical moments. Same thing with James Harden. And I liked when you said it earlier about the free throws, 11 for 11. He had the 15 points and 11 assists for a double-double plus six rebounds. But the two for 13 shooting, one of the biggest baskets of the game was Harden's turnaround on Alex Caruso to tie the game late in the fourth quarter. And Doc Rivers said he and Joel Embiid, they call them superstars for a reason. And, and Embiid's example of that was bouncing back from the missed free throws to hit a huge game-winning three-point shot in the game against the Bulls. Big-time performances across the board from the 76ers last night. And, of course, when Joel Embiid is your leading scorer, he scores just 25 points. That's a rather quiet night for him. It means that you did see those contributions, Matt, that you mentioned from the bench from each of the starters late in this one and from Tyrese Maxey. I'll let Tobias Harris describe the way that we're all starting to feel about Tyrese Maxey. We, of course, the big Sixers, broader Sixers family. Tobias said last night, Tyrese is just special. My wife always says we must protect Tyrese at all costs. Tyrese has this glow about him on the court. Anytime I step on the court with him is an honor. And that's coming from Tobias Harris, who has had an illustrious 12-season career, has played for many winning teams, has played with many young players that have gone on to become great players and become all-stars. And he is able to say how special Tyrese Maxey is. You've heard the same from MVP James Harden. You've heard the same from Joel Embiid. Doc Rivers actually said pregame, Matt, that it's interesting when a young player has to go through the process of winning over the stars, winning over the vets, and most importantly, getting those guys to trust him. So after the game, I was able to ask both Joel and Tobias about that trust factor, and they both said, we trust him hands down. It do they don't even think about it anymore. And I think that it's interesting when Doc talks about the years that it takes to build that equity among your older teammates, especially when you're talking about not one but two MVP caliber players and some big-time veterans in Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker as your quartet to the starting five, and all of them already trust him to that level. The kid is special. We say it all the time, Matt, but it's interesting, as you said, that all of our comments this morning continue to be about Tyrese Maxey. My DMs are about Tyrese Maxey, even though he had a harder time last night overall, but was able to get it done. Matt, anything else we want to cover before we close this one down? Again, a slightly shorter space this morning, everybody, the Sixers getting on the road to finish up their four-game road trip in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night. They're now two and one on this road trip don't want to speak too soon but it's starting to feel like a pretty awesome opportunity for these Sixers to continue growing and gelling and not necessarily righting the wrongs of the first week of the season but learning from what they were able to do growing building upon how they started the year the people love Tyrese Maxey we know this the home and home coming up against the Washington Wizards first on the road Josh is listening from Australia, or Josh at least says Australia represent. Paul is listening from France. I did just get a message from Pfizer saying Melton was great again. He's such a perfect fit. Shake came in and gave solid minutes. 
as well. So back to the Melton Milton conversation, Lauren, what did you think about their game in Chicago? Yeah, Doc Rivers gave Shake Milton a lot of credit post-game. There's been a lot of discussion about how deep this team is and how many options Doc Rivers can go to on his bench. And over the last couple of games, he's talked about Matisse Thibel and talked about last night Shake Milton, the way that the two of them, who didn't play all that much in the first week of the season, have been able to step in, step up, and do big things for this team. Last night, Doc Rivers said that Shake was phenomenal. He was huge. He wanted to go to him more. He wished he could have gotten him in to play heavier minutes there in the second half. But he said he loved what Shake was doing. He loves how Shake is playing. He loves Shake playing at a high speed. And Shake and Matisse, of course, together can bring that speed. So it seemed maybe like a quieter night for Shake, but he was causing problems. He stepped in and stepped up big when Tyrese Maxey was in foul trouble. And so that optionality to go to the Milton Melton backcourt to cover for a James Harden, cover for a Tyrese Maxey, should they need that help, should they find themselves in foul trouble like they did last night. That's why you stay ready if you're a Shake Milton. That's why you stay ready, as we saw in the second, the, the first win, rather, but the second game in Toronto with Matisse Thibel, the two of them staying ready and showing that they are pieces that can really contribute to this lineup. It was Shake that stood out to Doc Rivers last night. He, of course, only played seven minutes, but four points in those seven minutes, two for four, from the field and was really attracting attention, Matt. I'm not sure what you saw last night, but he was demanding that he be guarded and, and helped that, of course, always helps find some open looks for his teammates. I saw the same, and I'm actually shocked right now at a note from Jeannie, who was somehow Jeannie was able to watch the Flyers, Sixers, and Phillies at the same time. Jeannie says it was a huge task watching the Flyers, Sixers, and Phillies all playing at the same time, but somehow I did it. But my takeaway from the Sixers game is I loved how the guys never gave up, especially on the second night of a back-to-back with travel included. It would have been easy for them to mail it in, and they didn't with some clapping emojis. So I think that's a good note to sort of uh, wind down with agreed there. And mentioning the other teams is important right now because, as we said, after the last Sixers win, Phillies being in the World Series, as we talk right now live, the Phillies have an off day on Sunday. They got the split in Houston in in the World Series, and they'll have three games in Philadelphia as the Sixers get set to come back home after the the road game against the Wizards. The Eagles play the Steelers at 1 o'clock, if you're listening live. The Union in the playoffs, an 8 o'clock game on Sunday. And Jeannie mentioned the Flyers. They're 5-2-1 to start the season. So now the Sixers picking it up. Things continue to go well for Philadelphia sports right now. I know the Phillies, people wanted to see them get both games in Houston, but They did pick up game one and three straight at home, I think, is going to be huge. So things are good. Things are still good. Those Houston Astros, a very, very good team to split on the road, especially looking at the playoffs that the Astros have had up until this point, a huge accomplishment for the Philadelphia Phillies. The city's going to be electric, Matt. I'm looking forward to getting back. I know the Sixers also looking forward to getting back. But before they can, visiting the Washington Wizards tomorrow night in Washington. Bradley Beal early in the season. The Wizards' leading scorer averaging 22.6 points a game. Kyle Kuzma averaging 20.4 points a game. Kristaps Porzingis, a Wizard, is 
averaging 7.4 rebounds per game early in this season. That's a team high. It's the first meeting between these two teams this season. Like you said, Matt, home, home, back to back as the Sixers will travel back home immediately following tomorrow's game to host the Washington Wizards on Wednesday. I'm going to read one last question slash comment. This one came from Jerry Collins. He said, Tyrese Maxey, can you say all-star? That's my guy. That's my fave. And I think Jerry Collins is sharing the opinion of many (laughs) Philadelphia sports fans, perhaps of you and I, Matt, and of the teammates that speak about Tyrese Maxey every night. They're proud of him. We're proud of him. We're very much looking forward to the season ahead, not just for Tyrese, but for the entire group. Really cool to see the strides that they made in this back-to-back last night and the night before. You know what's funny about this Maxey conversation is that I was reminded of this quote from Jaden Springer prior to training camp when I saw Jaden react on the bench to something James Harden did but I thought of him talking about Maxi because Springer's a young guy around this team and I think this summarizes or helps summarize how fans teammates everyone feels about Tyrese he said Tyrese's energy is what stands out and quote, you can't not like a guy like that. You know what I mean? He's just a fun person to be around. That's what Springer said in the preseason. You can't not like a guy like Tyrese Maxey. He's universally beloved, Matt. And we go on these, what's the opposite of a rant? Let's find that. Let's figure out what that word is for next time. But we go on these long, drawn out conversations. Podcast. Hey, <laughs> we, we have these whole, no, seriously, we have these whole podcasts about how much everybody loves Tyrese Maxey. And not only does he continue to uh, live up to that reputation that he's built, people only continue to not just like him more, likability subjective, but trust him more, believe in him more, understand him more. He continues to impress, he continues to put in the work, and he and his teammates are in for quite a season ahead if they're able to continue capitalizing on the momentum of the last two nights. Matt, I am so looking forward to getting back to Philadelphia to cover a game with you on Wednesday before we can tomorrow night in Washington. We will hope to be back with you on Twitter Spaces on Tuesday morning after another win. As always, these will also be available. Well, rather, not as always, but anytime that it's not the second day of a back-to-back, these Twitter Spaces will also be available on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed, so make sure you're following 76ers Insiders podcast wherever you get your podcast. It means you can arrive late, you can leave early, and still get the content you're looking for. Remember that our DMs stay open between games, so if you have any topics you want us to cover, hopefully on Tuesday morning, send us a note. You can reach Matt at at Matt underscore Murphy 04. You can reach me at Lauren M. Rosen, or you can reach the Sixers at at Sixers. Um, And we'd love to hear from you guys as early and as often as we can. Matt Murphy, thank you so much for being on with me this morning. I will let you shut this one down. Thanks, Lauren. Just one last thing. The Wizards are 3-2, and two, but they're in Boston tonight. So Sunday night, Sunday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern, in Boston before hosting the Sixers. So just something to note there because the Sixers will be coming off an off day. So thanks to everyone for listening. We do these after Sixers wins. Thanks for tuning into this one.